Welcome to The Real Mom's Playbook, where balance becomes a lifestyle. Brought to you by our premier sponsor, Earthly Wellness. Your life doesn't have to be a hot mess, and in season one, I will be taking you on your own intentional transformation. So grab your playbook and let's get going. All right, and welcome to episode six of The Real Mom's Playbook. I'm your host, Lisa Autry. Today, we dive into the self-care segment with play number five, my rant about taking care of you. This whole chapter is on page 63 in the Real Moms Playbook book itself. Make sure you pick up your copy in the show notes. I would like to begin today's episode by thanking our premier sponsor of the Real Moms Playbook, Earthly Wellness. Are you struggling finding safe, affordable products for your home and health? I recommend Earthly Wellness, a woman-owned business who strives for medical freedom and is reshaping the way we think of our lives daily. Earthly offers everything from home care solutions like detergent and cleaning paste to safe baby products for your little ones like infant tummy relief and teeth tamer. Finally, us moms have a place to turn for education and products that we can use on the ones we love with confidence. Click on Earthly Wellness in the show notes to shop all of their amazing products and resources. So just to recap, since we are halfway through the intentional transformation, the beginning of your transformation, episode two, was about saying goodbye to your perceived limitations through that letter to allow you to rise to your best self. Then we dove into our value system to find out what's important to us in episode three. In episode four, we discovered how to tidy your home once and for all so you could work smarter, not harder. And then in episode five, parts one and two, we discussed how to structure your time so you could become the ultimate queen of your routine. And you guys, I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you. I rewrote this particular episode multiple times because it was boring the you know what out of me. And I don't want it to be boring. I want this to be impactful. I want this to be insightful. And I want to help you conquer those big, scary, and amazing things in your life. And me just going on about how to eat and to do the workout was not fun for me. When I wrote the book, the research I did was very impactful. But once you read it in the book, you don't really need me to reiterate the information again. You're an adult, you have reading comprehension skills. And I'm in a place now where I'm doing things that feel good to me while providing value, being insightful and purposeful and intentional. And so for me to just come on in here and regurgitate that chapter was not helpful in any sense whatsoever. And quite frankly, it was really just going to waste 30 minutes of your life. It doesn't mean that what is in the book is not important. It's just you don't need me to repeat it. That is just redundant. So today, instead, I'm going to focus on three main principles for your health and well-being. I still want you to go back and read the chapter because if you're someone who really doesn't understand living a balanced and healthy lifestyle, this is going to be really impactful and insightful for you. This whole concept will be helpful for you, but not every single one of these podcasts is just going to regurgitate what I wrote in the book because then it would make the book obsolete. And that would make it unimportant. And really the podcast and the book itself are meant to be used in conjunction with one another. And that's what makes it so powerful. And I want you to get to a phase where you feel like you're taking the power back in your life. I want you to stop living your excuses. I want you to start owning who you are and where you want to go in this life. And you know, health has to be a part of that. 
You just know from all that we've learned in the last few years, what health does or what it doesn't do if you're not taking care of it. I'm not going to tell you in this episode, limit your carbs, limit your sugar. You need to increase your water, increase your protein. We all know these things. And I give you the really great breakdown in the book. I actually give you the five-step protocol breakdown of how to implement balanced health into your life. That's on page 63. So today, in conjunction with the book, I want to be giving you these three principles. I'm going to keep it super sweet and simple because if you won't own who you are, none of these episodes are actually going to mean a thing. And yeah, I'm getting really sassy, but you kind of need it in your life. You need someone to call you out on the bull and you know that. Our life is one big resistance, woulda, shoulda, coulda, and oftentimes no real action. That's so many of us, right? Living that push, pull, push, pull life. Even in our business and our careers, there's always resistance, always just grinding away at the things we feel we should be doing. I'm going to practice what I preach for you. I'm going to tell you, you can change the rules in your life. It's your life. Make your own rules. And that's partly why I rewrote this thing. I was like, you know what? This doesn't feel right. And I can make my own rules. It's my book. It's my podcast. You know, what do you guys need to make impact? Because if you're just hearing the book in podcast form, I might as well just go release an audiobook, right? Make your own rules. Be the challenger in your life. I'm going to give you a piece of my Enneagram 8. You're going to become a challenger with me, okay? Here's the three principles I want you taking away from this episode, and then we will dive in on each. Principle one get clear on your goals. Principle two, own your eating habits and actually move your body. And principle three, check your mental state. This is your reminder that you are not trying to craft your life to match someone else's, but step into your best life and self. We are crafting your vision and ideals, but these steps will help you get there. Take these principles and apply them to your life. Your interpretation, analysis, and action are needed to be successful in this endeavor. So principle one, get clear on your goals. You aren't training for a marathon, or maybe you are, which is totally cool. I did a Tough Mudder about a decade ago, and I'm telling you, it's really tough and so fulfilling and so amazing. So if you are training for a marathon or a half marathon, congrats. But you're also training for life. And training for life includes balance, grace, persistence, and fun. Not putting our time into our health is not only hurting us today, but also for decades to come. I love this quote, and I cannot find who it's by, but you probably have heard it before. If you don't make time for your health, then you'll need to make time for illness. And that's 100% true. But you need to get clear on what your focus is with your health goals. Is it intentional eating? Is it weight loss or gain? Is it muscle gain? Is it focusing on real foods? Is it pain-free living? How is pain-free living achieved? Is it training for something in the future? This is a huge struggle for those who wish to see success in their health, but they don't know what their goal and focus actually is. So they chase a bunch of different things until the whole process crumples and they go back to square one. And we see this on January one 
all the time. A whole shift of, I'm going to do this and this and this. I'm going to take care of my eating. I'm going to take care of my health. I'm going to do all these different things. You know, I'm going to go to the gym this many times a week. I'm going to journal. I'm going to get a life coach. And then halfway through January, it all gets dropped. This is where we want to make these principal changes. And then we want to go into my book and apply the phases so that habit formation can actually stick. If you want to lose weight, why? Why is losing weight important to you? What is the byproduct of losing weight? What is the byproduct of drinking more water? What is the byproduct of eating more protein and veggies? So many of us are like, I have to lose weight, but you aren't getting clear on the what, where, why, and how each of these goals are executed, which leads to the habit formation itself. So over and over again, you get spun out of control from halfway trying something and deem it unsuccessful and drop it. And that really takes me back to the January one. Okay, I'm a whole new person, you know, 360 change. And then three weeks later, you burn out and fall back into your old habits. It messes with your psyche and what you wish to accomplish in this life. So through this chapter and episode, the preliminary work you need to do is answer this question. What do I hope to achieve through a different health lifestyle? For me, it's to fuel me to be the woman I desire in all aspects of life. I want the brain power to build my empire. I want the physical stamina to hike and be adventurous with my kids. And I want the mental well-being to adapt to emotional changes in life. So I'm hopping on Lisa's soapbox for a minute before we dive into the next principle. There's been a real society shift in the last few decades that overworking and adding too much to our plates is actually noble. It's what has spurred on the trend of hot mess mama because you're that soccer mom running and running and running, which for some reason running around is equated to being a good mom, a worthy mom, and a fulfilled mom. But is it though? Is burning yourself out helping or hurting you? Filling our time to the brim actually means we are putting the bare minimum into the things in our life that are actually important. We say we do these things for our career or for our spouse or for our children, but is it really for that or just to fill our time with busy? I can't answer that question. That's a question you have to ask your heart. I want your focus through this intentional transformation to be so direct, so aligned, and so fulfilled that you don't have to fill every ounce of your time every single day. That's not healthy. Living fully doesn't mean packing it all in. And this is something I've had to learn over the years because that used to be my philosophy and thought process, but it wasn't helping my health and wasn't helping the ones I love. So I had to make some pretty drastic structural changes to the way I perceive my time. The last two episodes, I shared my process and I hope you'll go back and do the process too. So my friend and colleague Shanda and I were chatting the other day as our kiddos played and I told her that I am so lazy because I have to build in so much buffer space when I plan on doing anything like traveling or meetups or business meetings or big events. And she literally replied to me, Lisa, that's not lazy. That's why you're the queen of balance. That's how balance is achieved because you don't pack everything in and then struggle. 
So thank you, Shanda. It's all of our reminders to build in that buffer, build in time for nothing, build in time for self-care, build in time for play, and most importantly, build in time for just living. And you know, even me, who I've done this for many, many years, felt guilty and equated it to laziness. Like, well, I can't do anything three days before I fly because, well, I mean, I'm going to be flying for a couple of days. And I equated that to laziness instead of saying, I'm going to enjoy all the time I can with my kids before I take off on a trip, or I'm going to make sure I get the things done, you know, by writing the next podcast and recording it and writing emails and content for the month and checking with my clients before I leave. I was just putting so much time into I'm being lazy, but actually when you look at my days leading up to there, I'm being productive, but I'm also enjoying living too. So many of us are not wanting to have dead space in our time and life, and it's literally killing our health and our well-being. And that dead space can be hard because that's when the real questions arise in our life, isn't it? The questions and responses we put off by packing our schedules, the questions and responses we push off that push us in directions that can scare us and fuel us towards our own greatness. More on this in the coming episodes, but one of my challenges for you today is to go back to the previous episode and answer this question. Where can I put some buffer space into my life? So our health, let's train for life, shall we? A life of energy, a life of confidence in one's body, a life of persistence and fun. When we focus on our health, all things are possible. When we know the goals around our health and why we want to achieve them, it places the connection in our brain for successful habit formation and execution. Make your what important. Make your how important. Make your why important. So read my segment on the balanced nutrition and fitness and pick a health-related strategy for you to help yield a challenge, but can also be rewarding, fulfilling, and sustainable. Before we move on to principle two, I want to take our first break with our sponsor. Be right back. Fashion, friendship, and great finds. That is what you will find in the Sparkle and Shine community with Kim Bain. Sparkle and Shine is an amazing community and resource to step into your most confident self. Whether you're looking for the right accessories for your outfit or trying to determine what foundation is best for your tone, Kim's unique boutique focuses on giving women the tools to feel beautiful inside and out. See show notes under Sparkle and Shine with Kim Bain to access her free community that helps you become your most confident self. And we are back. Principle two, own your eating habits and move your body. Stop passing the buck. Please just stop. We know we need to take care of ourselves, and so many of us are failing with these haphazard excuses. I don't have time. My kids are around. I have a job. All these excuses are really hindering us in our full potential. When we put junk in, we get junk as the output, and then we don't understand why we are impatient, overweight, debilitatingly exhausted, and miserable. It's time to own the things we are doing by gaining clarity around what we are doing. Start a food journal immediately. Write down what you are eating, how much, and how you feel. When you feel terrible, note it. We know diet is 80% of our health, so watch what you are eating. 
Your findings might surprise you. We are really good at mitigating in our mind the damage we are doing for an instant enjoyment, but it will catch up to us at some point. And yeah, I personally know I can eat a whole crumble cookie in one sitting, and that ain't a good thing. Your health challenge for this principle is to track your habits. Keep that journal and reflect back on it. Once you begin making the changes in my book, you're going to see a correlation between your physical and mental well-being based upon what goes into your mouth. I want you to use my philosophy, plan it, prep it, time it, eat it. This is a great reminder for those who miss meals and then overeat other times in the day. Make nourishing your body muscle memory, something that is just a part of how you live consistently, not a binge fest. I've been guilty of this when I get out of a three-hour conference call and just race to the pantry and shove some graham crackers in my face. That's why now I have to either plan my meals and snacks or bring them into my calls. My clients just know this about me. I also want you making your activity fun. Dreading things doesn't make you want to do it more. It causes avoidance. While you are owning your eating habits, I also want you getting real with your interaction to move. What interests you? Do more of that. If it's hiking, walking, swimming, dancing, incorporate these physical activities into your life and even bring your kids along for the journey. In my coaching sessions, we talk about balance and becoming educators for our children. Let them be a part of your workout. Let them see you working out. Let them join you. It makes for memorable moments and teaches them that this needs to be a priority for them too. We lead by example. I also want you to make eating healthy and living an active lifestyle is one big reward system. This shouldn't be about deprivation or starvation, but nourishing your body the right way. If you struggle with food obsessions, try your reward system of something other than food or drinks. Make it something you've been working towards, like a trip or a purse or a movie date night. Our society is so heavily revolved around food that we have to change our perspective to create unique reward systems that work for you and then to fuel you into action. Make it clear, make yourself move, and make it fun. That's your success. Let's take our final break today before moving on to principle three and we close today's episode on coffee. Be right back. Are you struggling showing up for yourself? My friend, Stephanie Chapman, founder and CEO of Mom Strong Mindset, is ready to help you own your inner strength for success. MomStrong offers community support, small group coaching, and even one-on-one sessions that will help you find solutions to overcome your limiting beliefs and to guide you in discovering your purpose. Visit MomStrongMindset.com to book your free discovery call to learn how to create a legacy you're proud of as a mom and beyond. See show notes under MomStrongMindset for more information. And we are back. Principle three, check your mental state. The mental health in our country is rapidly deteriorating. People are losing purpose. People are losing hope. People are losing fulfillment. Your mental health is, I want to say, almost more important than your physical health because studies show poor mental health will cause a decline in your physical health over time. I'm going to be 100% transparent with you. I struggled with postpartum depression with both girls, and I had bouts of depression growing up. 
It took so much work, acknowledgement on my part and support from family to see myself through to the other side. I'm going to tell you right now, if you are struggling, stop listening to those negative thoughts in your head saying, no one cares, or no one would notice if I were gone, or no one understands me. You are needed in this life more than anyone could comprehend. One person can change the world. And I know you changed the world for the better for at least one person in your life. And that person may be very tiny and pulling on your shirt right now. Through this podcast, I hope I am helping you become a warrior. And a warrior fights. A warrior doesn't back down from a battle. And depression is a battle you cannot let win. My friend and colleague, Eunice Arribas, is a clinical social worker and owner of Better Together Mental Health Services, and she said it best in one of my talk show interviews with her. Seek help and find the right person to work with through interviewing them. Most give a free consultation. Don't be afraid to ask them what their specialties are, if they've worked with specific issues you'd like help with, and what their style of therapy is. While typically her target clients are teens and young adults, I'm including her information in the show notes of this episode so you can reach out to her at her private practice to learn more. She's honestly an amazing and wonderfully welcoming person. Your mental health and well-being are worth fighting for. Doing things like journaling each night is a great form of therapy, clarity, and healing. Bust out that Lisa Frank diary, the one with the leopard on it. You know which one I'm talking about. Find the key and start back up from your last entry in 2003 and continue onward. We had the right idea having diaries in our teenage years. I'm just saying. I'm going to spend more time on this concept in the next week with Starve Your Demons, Fuel Your Fire episode. So more on this to come. For now, journal and seek help. Acknowledging and gaining clarity and support are huge for your growth and well-being. One important thing I do want to close on today's episode that I don't talk about much in my book, but I've become obsessed with recently, is our coffee consumption. Michael Breos, whom I've talked about in the last couple episodes and the author of The Power of When, lists ideal times for coffee consumption, which is important for our serotonin levels. Our serotonin levels help with our energy, and they can either help guide us or suppress us. Most of us should not start our day out with caffeine within two hours of waking and six hours of bedtime because it increases our caffeine intolerance, but drinking coffee at the right time when your cortisol level dips can actually truly boost your energy, which is what you're typically hoping to do through caffeine. According to Michael Breos, there are two ideal times based upon your chronotype. Grab your playbook because I'm going to list them and you can place them at the end of the chapter. I highly recommend getting his book, The Power of When, and I'm posting that link in the show notes so you can pick up a copy for yourself. So remember, we had the four chronotypes, the dolphins, the lions, the bears, and the wolves. Each have unique time periods that you can ideally have coffee, and it actually boosts those cortisol levels to keep fueling you forward. So dolphins, your ideal times for coffee are between 8.30 and 11.30 a.m., and then 1 to 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Don't have any caffeine after 2 p.m., trust me it's going to make it even harder for you to go to sleep. Lions, your ideal times for coffee are 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. and then 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. in the afternoon. 
bears, your ideal times for coffee are 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. and then 1.30 to 3.30 in the afternoon. And then Wolf's, your ideal times to have coffee are 12 to 2 p.m. No caffeine after 2 p.m., even decaf. If you can't adhere to this, just push it off as long as you can after waking. It will help you at least a little bit. Michael says it best in his book, you drink coffee upon waking out of habit because marketers and advertisers have convinced you to associate waking up with it. But any sleep expert knows that caffeine does not make you any less sleepy. It only makes you jittery. Save the caffeine for when it's useful. And I pulled this quote from The Power of When on page 209. Save the caffeine for when it's useful. Let it be useful to you. So just to recap, make sure you take these three principles that you learned today and then begin to apply them with the phases listed in the book to live a balanced and healthy life. Principle one, get clear on your goals. Principle two, own your eating habits and actually move your body. And then principle three, check your mental state. You are worthy of the health you desire. Remember that. Don't let anyone take that right from you on becoming educated, becoming knowledgeable, and becoming action-oriented when it comes to your health on a daily basis. And that is the close of this episode. See you next week where we discuss starve your demons and feel your fire. I'm really excited about that episode. Make sure you're subscribed so you're notified when it goes live and give this podcast five stars and share it so that other moms can go through their own intentional transformation too. Until next time, this is The Real Moms Playbook and I'm Lisa Autry. Thank you for joining me for The Real Moms Playbook, which has been made possible by our amazing sponsors. Make sure you check the show notes for links and access to the amazing resources. You can find me at thedaughterdiary.com and on Instagram at thedaughterdiaries. See you next time. I'm Lisa Autry and this is The Real Moms Playbook.